This podcast may contain explicit language. All right, welcome to the preview portion of this week. So let's move into the games for this weekend. I, each of these games has a different narrative about it. Uh, I don't think there's any reason to conclude, at least from all the uh, practice reports, all of the other stuff that's been coming out, that either of us assumes Patrick Mahomes is not going to play, because I think that significantly lessens what we expect from the other title game that we were really excited about coming into the playoffs as a potential matchup. But let's take the first game first. Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. I think this is the matchup most people have been waiting to see in the playoffs. You and I said it at the beginning of uh, this weekend's uh, or this week's episode that we've been basically anticipating this one in a Super Bowl for years. So personally, if I were to put a key on it or, you know, keys to the game, the angle to talk about this, I think this game is one on whoever runs the ball best. I think that Tampa Bay kind of controlled the running game a lot better in the first matchup, although I will also say that they were handed some short fields on a lot of turnovers that were happening in this game one way or the other. So who do you think has the edge to run the ball better on Sunday? I'm throwing that first game completely out. You know, uh, you watch some film from it, but I don't think you take too much away from it because you had control of that game until you didn't. Stupid turnovers, unfortunate, unlucky turnovers. So I throw that all out. But who I think runs the ball better, I think it's the Packers because I think their defense has been that good against the run lately. I've been really, really impressed with the Packers defense over the last month, month and a half, especially what they did to Derrick Henry you know, you, that can't be overstated enough. So I, I think the Packers run the ball better with the three-headed monster that they have, cold, snowy. You really want to tackle A.J. Dillon? You really want to try to chase Aaron Jones? You really want to try to guess if Jamal Williams is going to run around you or through you? Nah, man. I'll take my chances with Rojo and Leonard Fournette. I don't want to mess with those three guys. So I think the Packers run the ball better. I think this is the wrinkle that I'm going to put it. I think the Packers have been the better running offense, especially lately. Not that Tampa Bay can't do that, but I, I just think that the Packers are a little bit more committed to the run, and it's an element of how they have to play their offense to set up the pass, whereas Tampa plays in a much different style, and they pass almost to set up the run at times. So... I think it's a a completely different type of style offensively, whereas Tampa Bay has been the best run defense in football. I keep coming back to this. I think this is at least the 12th time I've mentioned it on the pod this year in one category or another. That isn't to say that they haven't given up major yards against other teams for a good portion of the season so far. Uh, They just got gashed by the Saints last weekend. The difference is going to be, and I remember this, for how Green Bay should have set up uh, in years playing somebody like Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher was so great sideline to sideline because he had tremendous speed. But if you ran right at Brian Urlacher, that was how to take advantage of him. And I think that's how you have to do it against uh, particularly the interior line and the linebackers of Tampa Bay is you have to run between the tackles. I think the Packers have been much more consistent at the power running game. Ultimately, I think that Tampa 
can run the ball better than Green Bay, but I think Green Bay will run the ball more and have more success because they're more patient and play that game a little bit more often, if that makes sense. So who do you think has more pressure or is going to be the more pressured quarterback in this game? Because ultimately, we do think it'll come down to the quarterbacks, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. You know, they did get to Aaron Rodgers the first game of the year. But like I said, I think everything kind of just all fell apart. So I really don't want to take too much away from that. I think to beat Tom Brady, you need to pressure him. You need to hit him. Sometimes getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers isn't the right thing. Sometimes he'll pick you apart that way if he can if he can see it. So my whole thing is I don't want to sound like too much of a homer, but I think that they get to Tom Brady. I really do, and I think it knocks him off of his game a little bit. I think it'll be colder. I think it'll just take that much more. So I think that he gets pressured more. I think that Tom Brady will be the more pressured quarterback, which is interesting to say, given that the disparity, you already mentioned it. Uh, Rodgers was the more pressured quarterback in the first matchup. I think that the Packer game plan is going to be to get the ball out of Aaron's hands quickly. So I think it's going to work against some of that. And I think they're going to be better prepared for some of the blitzes that Tampa Bay had specifically to counteract their motion sets. So they're going to have different wrinkles to really set up off of that. I really have rarely seen uh, Matt LaFleur not be able to um, re-scheme against a, a, a weakness or do something that... Um, corrected what they had had wrong previously. So I, I think I would tend to say that that's not likely to happen again. But that being said, I think the bigger pressure to win the game, and that's the second phrasing of how I had the question, was I think there's more pressure on Rodgers to win the game, to ultimately prove not it. You know this is a legacy game, at least for him. If he wins this game, he can always hold this over Brady in that discussion. I do think that is somewhat important to him. I think he's stated multiple times over the course of the year that the MVPs and the the winning and the rest of it all does mean something to him and his legacy and how he views himself in the um, anthology of football. But, you know, where I, I don't know if. Tom Brady, the difference between Tom Brady, like how we look at him is whether he gets to a 10th Super Bowl or is fine with the nine he has with six wins. Like at some point it's all gravy. I know that we, some people are trying to put him on this additional pedestal that if he went to Tampa Bay and won or got to a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, that he'd be on this additional level. But so many tr people treat him as this deity that uh, I'm just going to say uh, I am not on that level. Personally, I've never really thought that much of Tom Brady, and I, I think that the last three Super Bowls did put him on a different level, but the first three Super Bowls, I really don't credit him as the major reason that they won. So, okay, it, it, it's a team game, and maybe there's a better nuanced discussion. He was on one of the, the greatest teams of all time, but... I'll stake my reputation on that corner that I, I I think that he's the most accomplished. I have never thought he was the greatest quarterback of all time. 
So I think the more pressure is on Rodgers. So let's uh, get into the the game MVPs and some game picks quickly here. Who do you think is going to be the most valuable player in this game? I think it's Tom Brady and it's for every, or not Tom Brady. I think it's Aaron Rodgers and for everything that you said. I think this is a really important game to him. I also think he's at peace and happier than he's ever been in his career as well. So I think that brings calm to him as well. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to, I think he's going to have a really good game. And, you know, he hasn't had great NFC championship games. You know, he had that one really big one. Um, no, that wasn't even an NFC championship game. So, yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't had amazing NFC championship games. So he's due for one. He finally gets one in Green Bay. The weather is Packer weather going up against Tom Brady. If there's a person that lives for these type of moments, it's Aaron Rodgers. So I'm putting all, all my money on Aaron Rodgers. And then to answer your game pick question, I'm, the Packers, man. I, I think the Packers win for everything I said earlier about the Buccaneers. Nothing that I've seen so far this year has – not this year, so far this playoffs has really scared me about them. And I'm throwing the first meeting out because if you remember, the Packers had – all of the control until they didn't until, you know, a lot of unlucky uncharacteristic um, type of turnovers happened to this team. So I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and I'm taking the Packers. I think part of this, and when I put this together, I think if Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of this game, the Packers would win. And I trust Aaron Rodgers to be the better quarterback on Sunday. If he is outplayed by Tom Brady, they, the Packers have no chance of winning. I think t- Aaron Rodgers needs to play exceptionally well. I think the Buccaneers can win without Tom Brady necessarily having a great game because I think they have um, other pieces around it, and they've already proven in the first two playoff games that they can win without him being exceptional. That being said, I think and maybe this pick is made a little bit with um, some trepidation. I just have this inkling in the back of my mind of Raheem Mostert in the playoffs last year and him running all over Green Bay. I know that these are different teams, that Green Bay is a lot better this year, but I, if I were to pick an MVP, I, I probably should have said Leonard Fournette, but there's something about Ronald Jones right now that seems to just stick out for me that he would end up dominating this game, keeping Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines and that Tampa is just going to try and run the ball, run the ball, run the ball all game and try and um, work the clock, minimize the Packers ability to try and score and somehow eat this one out. So because even as comfortable as I've been, and I actually have felt better about this game as a green Bay fan than I did going into the Rams game, oddly enough, there's just something in the back of my mind that I can't get over, and I'm going to do the traditional thing and pick against my team. So either way, I'm happy because either I'm right or I get my team winning, but I'll take the Buccaneers. So maybe this is a hedge or it's the fact that I'm maybe a terrible fan, but who cares? All right, let's go to Bills and Chiefs. Uh, how do you see the game changing with or without uh, Patrick Mahomes? 
be completely different. <laughs> we saw Chad Henney use in there. All he needed to do <laughs> was just to get a couple of first downs, and he launched the ball 50 yards down the field for interceptions. You know, luckily they were able to get the ball back and, you know, clock it and all that other stuff, but he almost threw away their entire season. Patrick Mahomes, they're, they're so much better, obviously, with Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, he, he, he needs to be available. Otherwise, I'm putting all my money on Buffalo. I think part of the reason that the Chiefs did so well down the stretch last year is they won several games without Patrick Mahomes. And I think there's an underrated quality sometimes to teams when they play without their starting quarterback for a while and have to figure out how everybody else steps up so that when you have that player, all of a sudden you're just hitting on all cylinders. I don't know how effective he's going to be even if he does play because, again, He's coming out of the concussion protocol, and before he even got the concussion in that game, his foot was clearly bothering him. So I don't know how much mobility he's even going to have. I think that he is a better, obviously he's a better thrower of the football, more knowledgeable. He's unparalleled as far as talent uh, by comparison to Henny. I think the Chiefs are good even with Chad Henny at quarterback. And I don't expect Chad Henney to necessarily play unless something weird happens that I'm not foreseeing at the moment. I do think this game is very different from how the Bills approach it and how the Chiefs approach it. But I think even with Chad Henney, this is a competitive game. I think it changes who I would assume to win or who the favorite is completely. But I don't necessarily write the Chiefs off in the way that some people have if Mahomes isn't able to go. So... I, I think this one does shape up to be an interesting game as we get closer to game time. So the the Bills have or entered the playoffs as one of the hottest offensive teams coming in. And ultimately, they were just hitting on every cylinder going into the playoffs. They have not been that the last two weeks. Do you expect that the Bills can become the offensive juggernaut that they were heading into the playoffs again? They're going to have to because they're going to have to be able to keep up with the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs. Yeah, I think they have the ability to do that. I don't. Kansas City, the defense has been playing better. They're still not one of those defenses where I'm like, oh, man, you got to worry about these guys. I think Buffalo's offense is that explosive, though. So for me, I think that they are going to have a good game because they know they have to in order to keep up with this with this um, Kansas City Chiefs offense. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I'm actually super excited to watch this one. I, I do think this might be a higher-scoring back-and-forth um, affair. I, I don't know if you've ever watched one of the true like heavyweight or a great boxing match where the guys literally stand in toe-to-toe. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think any time that ever happens with fighters that they're ever the same again. Uh, but that is an absolutely glorious thing to watch. And so if you have these guys trading haymakers and just these offenses that are going up and down the field, uh, the way that that weird uh, Ravens-Browns game happened or even that Rams-Chiefs game from a couple of years ago, if we get something close to that where it's one team scoring after the other and it's just them lighting up the scoreboard, I think we're in for a definite treat. I don't know if that could happen because of the limitations that both offenses have had recently. I do expect this to be a close game, and I would expect it actually 
to potentially be closer than the other game because I think late on in uh, the Buccaneers-Packers game, one team's going to take a clear edge, and I think there might be a turnover that really flips that one. So I expect that one to go outside of the one-score margin, actually. But if you were starting a team, Dynasty or just a regular football team, would you prefer Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen right now? I'm taking Patrick Mahomes, and it has everything to do with the weapons that he has on offense. You know, you give Josh Allen Tyreek Hill, you give Josh Allen even Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I know he didn't live up to the expectations that we had for him this year, but he still had a very good year for a rookie running back. You give him Travis Kelsey, all that other fun stuff, oh, yeah. You know, there wouldn't even be a question for this. You know, it would be Josh Allen the whole way. So I love Patrick Mahomes' weapons. None of them are, like, pushing over the hill or anything like that, so he's going to have them for another two to three years at the top of their game. So Patrick Mahomes still for me. I think this is an interesting note that two of the hottest coaching prospects going into the playoffs were Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, and Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator for the Bills. And I don't think at this point, I don't know if there are any major head coaching gigs that are still open that uh, don't have somebody in there. Uh, is Atlanta still open? Because I, I just don't think uh, there are many positions open for both of these guys. I know that Biennemi finally got an interview with Houston. I think he'd be nuts to do that until he got a guarantee form from Deshaun Watson that he was going to stay there. But if neither of these guys moves on and you have them in the same offenses again with the same offensive coordinators, I think these offenses could light the world on fire. That being uh, the case, I still, I just think that, I think that they have equal abilities on a lot of fronts. For whatever reason, I just like Mahomes and Reed and what they've put together a little bit more than Allen and, um, you know, whatever they've got going up there in Buffalo. And I also have a little bit longer track record with Mahomes right now. So I think that's where my money would be at just because, A, I've seen a little bit longer. I think there's a little bit I, – I can't put my finger on it. It's an intangible quality, but I'll, I'll also go Mahomes. But it's a lot closer than we would have thought even midseason, let alone at the beginning of the season where, you know, you thought uh, Josh Allen wasn't even going to be a top-five fantasy quarterback. Had to throw that one in there. Sorry. All right, so uh, game MVPs for this one. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. I just think that if Patrick Mahomes is limited from his mobility's sake, he's going to need a check-down receiver, a reliable guy that's always Travis Kelsey. If it's Chad Henney, I expect Travis Kelsey to be a huge part of the game plan, and I, I know both he and Tyreek Hill had like eight or nine catches apiece and over 100 yards last week against the Browns. I think that they have to be huge in order for Kansas City to win this game. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Who is your game MVP? I'm going to go Stephon Diggs. Like I said, nothing about the Kansas City defense jumps out at me. I don't think there's really, when he's having a really good day, I don't think there's anyone on that side of the ball that can slow him down. So I'm going to go Stephon Diggs. Sounds good, especially for my fantasy team. But who is your pick to win the game? I'm going to go Buffalo, man. I like Buffalo. I'm on the bandwagon. I'd love to see Buffalo win. There is a creeping suspicion that I I want to pick the Bills. Like the longer this 
week has gone along, the more things I've picked apart from Kansas City, and I tend to agree with you, but I, I started the playoffs with the same attitude, and I'm going to continue on, at least in this line. I just can't pick against the Chiefs until I've seen it. Like, I can definitely see Buffalo winning. I can see Buffalo winning regardless of whether Patrick Mahomes starts. I just cannot pick against Andy Reid and the Chiefs right now. They've got that BDE energy, and it's just, uh, although that's redundant, but they uh, just have this aura about them that they seem to be able to, for all of the losses Andy Reid has had in his career, close losses that have been debilitating for his teams, I just think they have some way of making up for it. Now that he's got the exact right generational quarterback and they can make all of these aggressive plays, I just trust them a little bit more to in the critical moments than I do right now Buffalo, who has not been in this position before. And so there's just something to it that I think they're. it's going to come down to a couple of plays here or there where Kansas City is going to make the bigger play and just say, all right, it's not your time quite yet. All right, so let's update our playoff fantasy draft from last weekend. In action, you had Alvin Kamara, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb for a total of 114 points last weekend. Uh, You have 221.15 coming out of last weekend. However, uh, somehow, remarkably, uh, I outperformed you. I would not have expected that with both of your quarterbacks going, but I had Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Aaron Jones, Cole Beasley, who put up a zero, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, who got hurt and finished with 1.5 points, J.K. Dobbins, and I still got 116.35 points. I am still up a significant, I think, 66-ish points here on you going into championship week. You're going to need some uh, uh, bailouts here. I think you actually need to be rooting for the Chiefs with both Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes going into uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. You've played from behind before, but this time you're rooting for Reek. Yeah, I I still, even so, to lose to you and see the Bills win, that I still feels like a win to me. However you want to let yourself sleep at night. I'm okay with it. (laughs) All right. So thank you to all the listeners and Dynasty players out there. We do appreciate you. We will be back again next week only to recap uh, this weekend's action. We will be back the following week just as a quick preview for the Super Bowl and get you ready for Super Bowl 55. I'm sure there is a lot to come down this weekend. Uh, The anticipation and the anxiety is really starting to get to me now. Uh, I didn't really feel it until today. It's becoming a rock in my stomach. But until then, wear a mask, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Go Pack Go. This podcast was mixed, produced, and edited by Thomas Duncan as a production of Ronnie Duncan Studios. Our technical provider and distributor is Anchor FM.